This is a Dubai Eye 103.8 podcast. Hi there, welcome along to this podcast. And on the night shift this week, we were joined once again by Kel Jenkins, fabulous guitar player. We both share a real interest in good music. And this week, we shone the spotlight on Earth, Wind and Fire. What a band, amazing vocals, fabulous horn section and incredible guitar playing as well. Enjoy the podcast and join me live on the show weeknights 8 through 10 right here on Dubai Eye 103.8. You're listening to the UAE's number one talk radio station. This is The Night Shift. With Mark Lloyd on Dubai Eye 103.8. Yes, indeed, and welcome back into the show. It's the night shift once again, all the way through the hour of 10 o'clock. And it's a big warm welcome back to our guitar playing friend who's been on his holidays, Kel. How are you doing, sir? <laughs> I'm very well, thank you. Great to be back. Good holiday? Yeah, yeah. I, I went over to the UK. So, uh, yeah, lots of rain and cold. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Markets as well selling vinyl albums, three yeah. for 50 pence. Boot fairs. Got to love well, a bit of UK boot fair. <laughs> Yeah, did a lot of stocking up. <laughs> anyway, it's great to see you back. We're going to uh, shine the spotlight on an absolutely fabulous band. And uh, I know, you know, you put a lot of research into these kind of uh, segments that we do on various bands. But this time you um, sought the help of a little bit of AI to uh, come up with the facts and figures. Yeah, I did. ChatGBT is uh, is an absolute wonder. <laughs> it frightens me at the same time. Yeah, but, yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, I think to, to get the kind of level of detail... Um, it probably normally it will take me a good few hours just to make sure I've got all of the research and all of the information and stats. Probably took me a third of the time. Yeah. Just put the prompt in. <laughs> I'm giving away the trade secrets now. Obviously, it's all off the top of my head. Yeah, but of course, <laughs> um, you know, it's been in the news as well of late um, that um, the rapper Drake has Ooh. had uh, three songs that sound like they're recorded exactly by him, yeah. taken down from streaming platforms because it's not him. That That's the scary bit, isn't it? It's Imitating very, voices. Yeah, it is very scary because there is AI which, which creates music as well. And that's a bit uncomfortable. Um, obviously, being a guitarist, <laughs> I'm not, not overly comfortable with it. Um, but I think if used correctly, it's a really strong tool to help learn, expose to other things, try other things out. Um, and it's like anything, really. The quality of what you put in is, is the quality of the output you, you get out. So I bet we were scared when the internet first came on. Yeah. Where, you know, I bet, what, what on earth is this? <laughs> I remember doing radio shows with no internet, no nothing. And I spent a lot of money on newspapers, I can tell you, and magazines <laughs> to get information. <laughs> Anyway, who are we going to take a look at with the help of AI this week? Oh, this is a great one. Earth, Wind and Fire. Oh, Earth, Wind and Fire. I grew up on these guys. Um, got the T-shirts, got several yeah. albums. I, in fact, you bought an album at the weekend, didn't you? Of Earth, I Wind did, yeah, yeah. At uh, Raw Music, to give them a quick plug. Yeah. Um, yeah, I opened a new store and uh, I think it was Rise that I got on there. It's just, a, I think as well as the quality of the music, their, their, um, their cover art as well is oh. almost as iconic as well. Yeah. Uh, so just give us a little bit of a lowdown and a few stats on Earth, Wind and Fire. Yeah, indeed. So they were formed in 1969, originally called the Salty Peppers. <laughs> I'm glad they changed that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. not so sure I'd have been out buying albums from the Salty Peppers. <laughs> no, exactly. No. <laughs> so uh, to date, they've sold over 100 million copies, 22 albums released, uh, 62 singles released. And, uh, and it was interesting. When, when I was coming in tonight, I, I put September on. Uh, on on the Spotify playlist, and it's got one billion two hundred and fifty million <laughs> streams. Really, it's crazy. Yeah, crazy, uh, crazy, and crazy. I was just reading as well with the help of of your uh, uh, AI <laughs> um, that, that it was actually recorded in one take. This, yeah, it, they just all piled into the studio. 
one take one they knew it so well that, exactly that, you know and I think it was, um, and it's a testament to how bands were like kind of late 60s and 70s is they rehearsed and rehearsed and, and they were so tight, so, so tight that they could go in and bang, get it done in one hit. Once again, we're shining the spotlight on Earth, Wind and Fire tonight. How about this for an opening song? September on Dubai Eye 103.8. So there's our first song from uh, the band Earth, Wind & Fire who we're taking a look at tonight. If, if there's ever a song that's in the pocket, as they say, yeah. it's that one. It's just absolute perfection, rhythmically. Yeah. Horn section, smoking, yeah. and vocals of Philip Bailey, of course. Falsetto vocals don't get yeah. any better than that. No, it doesn't. And I think that's the thing that goes across all of the music is it's just incredibly high-quality musicianship but it's all centred around that groove. It's a real kind of pumping. Yeah. The bass line, is, it, it couldn't be more perfect. It's like there, it drives <laughs> it along. Sake. <laughs> In one take. It's, it's unreal. Unreal. It is unreal. I, I also read that as well, it, even though it's called September, of course, it was actually released in November. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, someone missed the trick there, I think. <laughs> Which is pretty cool, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, what else do we know about this song? Um, I know it's yeah. been sampled by a lot of people, hasn't it? Yeah, it has. It's um, Quite a lot of their music has, actually. But yeah, it's been sampled by artists such as Fatboy Slim and Pitbull. Um, and it was used as an internet meme, which was the Earth, Wind and Fire Day Challenge, which people danced to the song and put the videos out online. Oh, right. Okay, okay. But, but yeah, it reached number one in both the UK uh, and US. Um, it sold over two million copies in the United States, number one on the R&B charts. And uh, interestingly, it was... The original lyrics were, do you remember the first night of September? Yeah. But it, they needed, like, an extra syllable. Yeah, so, yeah. So, <laughs> so that's where 21st came that's in. That's where, yeah. And uh, an interesting stat is... Um, 
speaking of Spotify earlier on, yeah, it's been kind of through Spotify known as the most played song at weddings in 2018. Okay. So, yeah. yeah, I mean, it is one of them, you know, floor fillers. If I was yeah. DJing a wedding, that would definitely be going on at some yeah. point. New Year's Eve, it always comes out. Um, it's just one of those tunes that's, that's infectious, I think, to every generation as well. Yeah, that's, I was just thinking that. It's, it's, it's timeless. It's, it's kind of got, whilst it's steeped within the 70s, because you've got, as you say, you've got the big horn sections, beautiful instrumentation and songwriting, but it's within its own. It, it doesn't sound dated in any way. No, you know, it no. really doesn't. You can put it. You can put it on in another fifty years, and it'll still sound just as fresh. Yeah, that horn section, which I'm glad you mentioned there, um, and we'll talk more about it um, throughout this hour. But of course, uh, Phil Collins um, uh, took um, right. some of the uh, Earth, Wind, and yeah, Fire horn yeah, section yeah. to use on his solo career. He just loved yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. And I guess the interest, interesting analogy there is obviously Phil Collins was a drummer. Morris White was a drummer yeah, as well. who so was he, pretty much the leader of the band. Exactly, exactly. And he was a bit shy, so it took him a bit of time to come up front um, because he was he was a session drummer before, mm, yeah. before he started the band. But I think that's what gives it its real strong rhythmic element because as a drummer, they really understand how a groove works. And I think to, to be able to play drums for this style of music. Yeah. So, yeah, so it's interesting. There's, there's always these little drummer connections which kind of go on. Yeah. And I think from Phil Collins' point of view, he would have recognised, he would have linked onto them from a yeah, drumming point of view and kind <laughs> yeah. of go, well, actually, that whole section's them. pretty good. I'm going to grab them too. those guys. <laughs> You're listening to the UAE's number one talk radio station. This is The Night Shift. On Dubai Eye 103.8. Welcome back into the show. We've got our guitar-playing friend, Kel, joining us uh, once again on the show to take a look at an absolutely phenomenal band in Earth, Wind and Fire. As we said uh, just before the break there, Kel, Morris White was kind of regarded as yeah. the leader. I mean, there's a lot in Earth, Wind and Fire. Yeah. <laughs> it's about, about 450, yeah, I think. There's a pile camp. of guys on stage, <laughs> but he was regarded as pretty yeah. much the, the founder. And I'm seeing here that he was um, started out as a session drummer as you said, in Chicago. Yeah. And uh, he was a member of the Ramsey Lewis trio. So, you know, playing jazz as well there. And I think that was it. And so he was born in um, in uh, December 1941 and he grew up very much exposed to gospel and R&B. So I think that it, it was yeah. kind of in in the blood music, you know, music and the experience of it. And then you say going through the, the Ramsey Lewis trio kind of gave him that that grounding within jazz because harmonically the music he, he writes is very, very, very sophisticated. So I think that kind of background really, really kind of helped pull that one out for without a doubt. And, um, and kind of moving on, I think they were really well known again, which was kind of one of his one of his key things uh, for their live shows and their stage shows. Yeah. But um, which were very elaborate. There was there was all, there was levitation going yeah. on and massive. I mean, way ahead of the time, really, when you think Hugely. about it. You know, well, set changes, costume yeah. changes, and uh, also the album covers, which you mentioned. Um, yeah, he had a quite a connection with um, Egyptian history, and a, a lot of the themes on the album covers feature either. Egyptian architecture yeah. or you know various artifacts don't they on on their album covers yeah that was it he had a huge interest in in kind of Egyptian religion and mythology and everything yep. connected with it and um and interestingly enough the name kind of comes around because it comes from like his astrological sign is Sagittarius which is a fire sign and then his two bandmates uh Taurus and Virgo so they were earth signs 
And then there was another one which was a fire sign. So he kind of... Oh, so he's that's got, where the name came that's from. That's where the name came from, him and his band members, because of the wow. star signs that they were, you know, earth, wind and fire. I learned something tonight, yeah. I can tell you. And also, <laughs> um, he produced albums for other artists and big name albums, Denise, uh, big name yeah. artists, Denise Williams, Barbara Streisand. Neil Diamond. Diamond. I mean, yeah. those are top-notch performers. You know, to produce for them is quite an accolade. It is, yeah. And he was the, he was the lead songwriter as well. So I think again, it's it's always a really interesting thing with drummers, especially when they kind of come from behind the kit in front of it, because yeah. there's they just have such an understanding of how it all works. And I think, as you say, to kind of produce those kind of artists you've got to be respected for your art. Yeah. And I think the kind of music he wrote, because he was, he was the lead songwriter through, throughout all of their career, um, hugely respected. And I guess that's how you get in the room with those kind of people. Yeah, exactly. Uh, let's get squeezing a, another tune now. Um, song number two is Let's Groove. Um, yeah. what, what do we know about this one? I know it was released a few years on in 1981. Yeah, that's right. So it was... Um, it was the last top ten hit in the US. It's the main single, uh, single which which featured Philip Bailey, uh, Vernadine Wyatt. Um, the song was produced by Morris White, as we know. One of the key things, I think, it's one of those songs. As soon as you put it on, everybody gets up. Go on. It's got the vo- <laughs> this bit, the vocoder. Yeah. The doo doo. Yeah. The sounds that, and then it goes into that amazing bass line, the really really hooky chorus. Um, yeah, yeah. Number number one in the UK, seven million copies sold. Check it out. Let's, Let's groove. Go. A groove, a let's groove. It's perfect yeah. title for that song. Of course, <laughs> features the wonderful vocals from Philip Bailey, who could just sing so high, and their bass player Verdine White with that uh, bass line. He's, uh, we've not mentioned Verdine yet. He's quite a character and really is jumping around stage when he uh, yeah. plays bass. Yeah, and he still does. He looks amazing. <laughs> he's, his hair's actually longer than mine now, <laughs> and, and better color as well because he's uh, he's, he's all still jet black. But um, yeah, I think this is kind of considered one of the best bass lines ever written, and it's been sampled by people like Mark Ronson and, and Daft Punk. Yeah. And what, what kind of complements the bass is also that synthesizer sound underneath. Yeah. Again, very kind of ahead of its time, and that originally came um, from Larry Dunn, who was the the, the band's keyboard player, and it was. They were just jamming together and it just, just suddenly came out and it's so, so, so powerful. It is. Um, now, we're going to squeeze in another little tune right yeah. now, uh, which is probably 
one of the best known, most well known songs called uh, Boogie Wonderland. Yeah. Yeah, fantastic song. Came out April uh, 19, um, 1979. Um, interestingly, it didn't, it didn't chart as well as September, but I think everybody just knows this song. And this is, again, the moment you hear it, you're up, you're dancing, you've got, you've got to get moving. You do. And, of course, this features as well uh, the female band, The Emotions. So 1979, mm. 10 million copies of that one sold. And the actual video uh, not only features Earth, Wind & Fire, but um, the girls on their emotions as well, who, uh, of course, joined Earth, Wind & Fire on that big hit. Yeah, yeah, indeed. Yeah, there's a couple of uh, interesting stats around this. The, the whole song was based around a place in New York City called Boogies. <laughs> <laughs> it would be, wouldn't it? Yeah. And, and uh, here's another Earth, Wind & Fire song that's been sampled a fair few times. Lots and lots of times, but uh, by, by um, Mariah Carey for Fantasy, Life Goes On Tupac, um, Word to the Mother by Big Daddy Kane, No Diggity, um, Black Street, Sunshine by Jay-Z. Yeah. Just continual, continual. Because it's so hooky, you know, it's got these little bits and pieces, they call them earworms. Once yeah. it goes in your ear, it it's just kind of grabs you. Yeah. So I think people nick those bits and kind of go, right, I'll, I'll do that. I'll, I'll have that. So it's, I guess the same way Phil Collins went, right, I'll, I'll go and have the saxophone player. That horn section, I'll have him, <laughs> I'll have him and him, if you don't mind, um, <laughs> as my horn section. Uh, once again, as we look at the incredible Earth, Wind and Fire. going to come back uh, with more from earth wind and fire we've heard a lot of kind of dancey uh, tunes so far but we've got a ballad one of my favorite all-time favorite ballads to uh, come up in our final segment when we look once again at earth wind and fire the 
This is The Night Shift with Mark Lloyd. On Dubai Eye 103.8, the UAE's number one talk radio station. Yeah, we are looking at the incredible band Earth, Wind and Fire. Still going, aren't they? Still, um, you know, yeah, uh, doing yeah. tours. And I think they did a joint tour with Chicago <laughs> not yes, too long yeah. ago, which I would have loved. That would have been amazing. To have seen. I mean, that's two great horn sections um, together. <laughs> that that would have been fantastic. But still yeah. around and still uh, doing Yeah, gigs. yeah, still going. And the guitarist, he does a lot of stuff on his own. A guy called Al McKay. Who's who's universally known as one of the, the best rhythm guitarists that you've ever seen. He plays left-handed as well, so a bit like Jimi Hendrix. He plays okay. it kind of the other way around. Okay. But I th- interesting enough, he's he's kind of one of the most underrated people within it because it's it's the horns yeah. and the vocals that get all the attention correctly. Yeah. Uh, but from a guitarist standpoint his lines are just beautiful, incredible, and it just gives that really, really kind of funky texture underneath it. But, um, yeah, I'd love to have seen them live. They would have been incredible. I know, I know. There's still chance. They're still touring. (laughs) Um, Now, you you mentioned horn sections. You mentioned great vocals, guitars. We've not yet mentioned strings. And this next song, Fantasy, was Earth, Wind & Fire's first single to feature uh, a whole string section, and it was actually arranged by the Brazilian jazz musician Umia Diodato, who I, I absolutely adored when I was growing up. He, mm. he did a version of uh, 2001, and um, you know, a very funky keyboard player, but um, obviously arranged a lot of strings as well. And uh, I, I had no idea he'd done all the string arrangements on yeah. this song. Yeah, thank yeah. you, AI. <laughs> <laughs> but he's such a I, th- I think this is it's almost like a movie in a song, I think, because it's so emotive and it moves in so many different directions. It kind of takes you on a on a real, real journey. It's, it's just beautifully written. And I think, as you say, with the strings, it really, really amplifies that, that overall feel of the songwriting. It's, uh, yeah, very, very special.
Uh, Mr. Philip Bailey once again, uh, rising above the rest of the band. What a what a voice that guy, isn't it? Isn't it? It's yeah. tremendous. Of course, he did a duet with Phil Collins as well, didn't he? he? On yeah. Easy Lover. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great track. Absolutely. Uh, number one as well, wasn't it? It was. Um, so, a few um, facts on this song. I've just been yeah. reading that the lyrics are about the power of imagination and yeah. the ability to create one's own reality. Yeah. And Maurice White said that the song was inspired uh, by his interest of, of uh, the science fiction author Isaac Asimov. Yeah, mm. yeah, I think he wrote I Robot, didn't he? Um, Did he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it actually links in very much to... It feels very mystic, again. So what we were saying yeah. earlier on with his real interest in kind of Egyptian mythology and that. Yeah. The, and can you imagine the stage set and the stage shows uh, to a tune yeah. like that, you know, with... Yeah guys levitating up and down however they did it yeah i mean it must have <laughs> yeah. been just a fantastic show to watch yeah i mean it must have cost a fortune back in those days as well because it's it's well it's theater i think that's the thing it's not a, not a gig it's it's just actual theater because the sets are like proper proper theater sets with everything moving and i think that again just goes to like kind of his imagination and i think as well as being musically so so strong he's obviously got a very clear visual mind as well that's why the artwork's so good but they all link together beautifully because yeah. you can hear that it's like a mystical journey it's almost like as i say it's almost like a, a mini movie when you hear it there's so many parts to it and then that that theme feeds in nicely into the cover art that they're so well known for and in a way that almost becomes more famous than them do you yeah, know what I mean? yeah, and I think that's why I've enjoyed uh, collecting so many Earth, Wind & Fire <laughs> albums. You know, my yeah. wife goes mad at me if I come home with another Earth, Wind & Fire. Uh, but, that, you know, that you feel like you're getting your money's worth. The cover art, oh, yeah. there's always lots of, um, you know, information, leaflets yeah. in, inside the albums, which I just love. Yeah. And uh, another thing I want to say as well, when I see Jensie grooving um, in the next room there, and she's a few <laughs> generations younger than we are, yeah. it must be good music that's lasted... Um, the test of time. <laughs> that, that's that's the ultimate compliment, I think, of the band. I don't think you can get any higher than that. If, if Jensie's dancing around, yeah, it's, job done. It's got to be a good album, yeah. yeah. We've got one more track that we're going to squeeze in. Now, this one is a special one for me. Um, I remember the first time that I heard it, I was doing a summer season playing uh, keyboards in Morecambe on the pier oh, yeah. uh, for a variety show and um, we were driving in in the car to uh, do the gig at night and this song came on the radio and I thought oh my goodness what yeah. is this is a masterpiece if ever there was one didn't know at the time who had written and produced it yeah. and I've seen a TV show where David Foster um, who wrote this song said that he you know uh, went to Capitol um, Studios very nervously with mm. his song under his arm and sat there in front of Earth, Wind and Fire <laughs> <laughs> and kind of played the basic chords and sang his version of it and, and said, you know, I think this would be a good song for you guys. And of course, what a tune. Isn't it just? And again, I think this, like people talk about like Burt Bacharach, you know, and the quality of his songs. Yeah. And I think with David Foster and this song in particular, it's, it's craft, it's art. You know, you've got to really know what you're doing to be able to write this kind of song it's it's just absolutely absolutely gorgeous yeah it was written by david also jay graydon who's a brilliant guitar oh, player yeah. and uh, bill champlin who uh, mm. used to be in <laughs> chicago as well <laughs> and they had a bit of a fallout did bill champlin and the rest of uh, the band chicago yeah. at one point um, bill champlin said um, the only reason people come and see chicago is because of me and uh, that was oh. pretty much the end of that <laughs> next <laughs> Okay, here it is, wrapping up our look at Earth, Wind and Fire. Produced by the one and only Mr. David Foster. This is After the Love Has Gone on Dubai I 103.8.
I'll pack up and go home now. And I don't want to play anything else after that. Thank no. you, Gen C, for your message. You didn't know that Earth, Wind & Fire sang that song. I think you know the song, but didn't know it was Earth, Wind & Fire. So uh, there you go. Um, that is that is truly perfection for me. It really is. And I, it's just in line with all of their music. The standard, the bar life set of yes. songwriting is, is way, There's way up there. not many get close to it, is no. it? I'm just reading a couple of things. It won two Grammy Awards. Yeah. Best R&B vocal performance by a duo or a group and best R&B song yeah. uh, back uh, in the year. And it was originally written in the key of C, but it was transposed to the key of A major to suit the vocals of Philip Bailey. <laughs> yeah. Well, if you've got a vocalist like that, you'll do that, wouldn't yeah. you? <laughs> Final remarks on Earth, Wind & Fire. Oh, it's pure class, pure quality, everything that they do. Songs like this kind of gives you a cuddle, makes you feel good. Yeah. And then they turn it around and they get you up, up dancing. The visuals, the music, the absolute everything. I don't think there's a band with such consistent quality. Absolute class. Give us a cuddle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
You've been listening to a Dubai Eye 103.8 podcast. To enjoy lots more from Dubai Eye in the United Arab Emirates, just go to DubaiEye1038.com or find them wherever you normally get your podcasts.